BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here and today I've got with me Jono from Hawaii. So let them know a little bit about who you are. I mean, I know you because we've We've, you know, hung out together when I've been over there for Hawaii races and all that, but let the listeners know who you are. Hey, aloha. Yeah, John O'Blodgett out here from Hawaii. Uh, appreciate you having me on here. Love what you guys are doing. So, yeah, really, you're really excited to be on. But uh, I guess, yeah, a little bit about myself. I first started doing Spartan back in 2014, I think, was when I, I first had the go around and, you know, probably kind of like most people just started off doing it just as fun something to do on a weekend and would kind of dress up and then just get the beer after and then mm-hmm. slowly started kind of enjoying myself and figured okay let's let's see what I can do with this and started training a little harder and uh yeah now it's just kind of snowballed into something I love and do every single year yeah and that, that's what it seems like for a lot like for me I mean most people know mine I started in Montana and what 15 and it was just on a whim, just went yeah. out and did a, did a race. Of course, I didn't research, so I did a, a beast to start it with. Which, <laughs> Perfect. You know, typical for what I do. I just, sure, that sounds great. Let's go do it. And then later on, like, wait, what is this? What am I doing? What am I doing now? Yeah. Why did I sign up for that? <laughs> yeah. So I've done, my wife cracks me up because there's been a couple races. Like I've done where literally I like sign up. I'm like, this sounds great. Let's do it. And then literally she's like driving me there and I'm looking up the website. Like, what is this race all about? Like, yeah. she's like, you're yeah. doing it in like an hour. What, what do you mean? What is it about? And I'm like, I don't know. I, don't, I knew it was going to be outside in the woods and I needed all this stuff and I don't know what else I'm doing. So, but yeah. that's the great thing about this sport. I mean, it's like, yeah, you throw yourself into something that you know is going to be a, you know, just an ass kicker, but like you, it's tough and you hate yourself during it and it's you know but after you're like where do i sign up again like let's go you know you just get that adrenaline going and you accomplish you know so much more than you think you could have and just inspires you to want to keep going oh it it does and i mean and it's so much fun too because the community is so amazing yeah you you get to know everyone and i mean you see it so much and i mean i'll be honest one of one of my favorite teams is ohana I mean, every time I'm in Hawaii, I mean, it's a big, it's a get together. We have so much fun. I, you know, I, it's like, I tell what I love my Ohana. So if I had yeah. any chance, if I thought I could afford it, I would move to Hawaii just to hang out with you people. But oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Richard and myself and a lot of the other Ohana, like we've done, um, we've built it up over the years. Mm-hmm. This past year was definitely one of the biggest years we had as far as kind of people coming out for training. And so it's, it's been great just seeing it build over the years just to what it's become. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. We always love to see all the beasts. Now you guys come out and um, you know, other people from Australia have, have become friends and all of like from the Philippines and Japan and a lot of the West coast. So it's, it's been great. Oh yeah. And it's amazing. And it's so neat. Like I said, just to, to hang out with everyone and have so much fun and enjoy ourselves. And I mean, that's part of what we do with this. I mean, and, and yeah. it's also, it, it's an addiction, but it's an addiction that's good for us in many ways. Yeah. It, it helps us get healthier. Like it's helped me, you know, lose a bunch of weight and get healthy again and all that and kind of get on a different cycle of, you know, 
making sure I try and stay healthy and, yeah. you know, and do healthy, good things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gives you something to look forward to in the year rather than just, uh, I got Christmas or something where I'm just going to drink a bunch of, you know, alcohol and eat a bunch of terrible food. Instead, you're like, no, I got a race in January. So I'm going to, I'm going to stay on top of it, stick to my training and, you know, it gives people something else to look forward to, which is oh, what we need definitely. nowadays. Yeah, we do. We do. We definitely do. I mean, no, I know right now, like a lot of people know, like right now I'm kind of in a, in a down cycle. I told her when I needed for two and a half years, I pushed my body to the brink. Yeah. It's like, I needed yeah. just that like little bit of downtime. I mean, I'm still doing my daily, you know, one mile a day, stuff like that, keeping myself active, but I'm not pushing hard. Yeah. Like, you know, at least probably a couple more weeks. And then I think I'm going to start getting right back into it. So I think, my... yeah, and that's, that's a big thing that I think, you know, it's like you said, it's, it's an addiction mm -hmm. is, is this sport. And so people just think, okay, year round, I got to be pushing myself to the absolute, absolute limit. And I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, just like there's seasons in the year, as far as fall and summer and things, you need to have seasons within your, your training cycles too. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, look ahead and use those races for, you know, okay, I'm going to train hard for this one. But then once it's done, like take that time just to let your mind and body fully recover. And I mean, that, that's, that's a healthy part of it too. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's one of the big comments I, I had with the talk that I had with my trainer, Megan, not too long ago, was just like, I, you know, she's like, I've been telling you for a while to take a break. She's like, you were pushing hard for a long yeah. time. And, yeah. and finally, I'm just like, my body's just like, hello, you need to take a break. I mean, I think a lot of it was is the the full trifecta weekend in Seattle. Yep. And then Hawaii was the very next weekend. Right so after. You know, <laughs> like it was two trifecta weekends in a row. And then, and then didn't two, you have an Ironman like uh -huh, a couple of weeks and, after? And I did actually, I did a triathlon two weeks after Hawaii. Yeah. And then did yeah. an Ironman two weeks after that. Oh my God. So, yeah. I mean, I just wrecked myself. Yeah. And, so you deserve a little break right yeah. now. Yeah. And then in the Ironman, I mean, I, I, what a lot, most of the listeners know they've heard this. I wrecked my bike in the Ironman. Oh. So I didn't even, I wasn't even able to finish. I finished the bike. But because of damage to the bike, I couldn't keep up the speed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was only able to keep for the first like 20 miles, I was doing about 18 to 19 miles an hour. So I was going pretty good. Yeah. And then after the, after the wreck, I couldn't get above 12. Yeah, jeez. So for 30 miles, I just couldn't get above like 12. So by the time I finished, I was six minutes too late to go for the run. Oh, bummer, so man. I'm just like, yeah. okay, you know, it, it sucks, but it's like, okay, I know what I need to work on. I know what caused the, 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 the crash wasn't, it was my mistake. So mm -hmm. I made a mistake and it was, you know, something basically because I'm cheap. If I, <laughs> if I, if I had fixed or replaced my pedals, like I knew I needed to, I would have been able to unclip quick enough and not uh, crashed. So, crashed. and I couldn't unclip fast enough because my clips they're stripped, so I can't loosen them. Yeah, yeah. So they're too but tight, no, I mean, and I that, know they are. But that <laughs> says a lot about you and the type of community this is. Like, there'd be some people out there who have, may have tried, and then they failed, and then they just automatically give up kind of thing. Yeah. And that's where you you show, like, kind of where, you know, your grit and perseverance. You're like, okay, well, yeah, that one wasn't didn't go quite as planned, but, okay, I know what I need to do next year to be, get better and so that's 
that's the great thing about it is people are always trying to learn and, and get better and not just be complacent in where they're at. So, and that's what we have to do as we get, you know, yeah. especially with this, you know, working out like we do in the exercise, we have to figure out how to, to just get better. We can't just stop. And that was me, you know, it's like, I, I wrecked, I had an incident, everything went bad, but I can't stop. That doesn't mean yeah. I quit. That's yeah. like, okay. You know, I sat down with my trainer, like, you know, a week or so afterwards, after my brain had, you know, processed everything and <laughs> talked to her and said, okay, this is what happened. And then we sat down and made a plan of like, okay, next year, the big push is to finish the Ironman, not just finish it, but crush it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, we have to look at like, what races do I really need to just kind of push off, you know, and not try and be as race heavy next year, be more yeah. training yeah. heavy just and work, training. work towards the Ironman. And my biggest thing was too, is I focused just on the swimming, running and biking, which is what I'm going to do on the Ironman. But you know, as a trainer, I still need to lift. I still yep. need to do all the other parts. And that's what I really skimped on this year you know yeah yeah yeah. and i didn't yeah. you know because i really didn't start talking to to megan until close to you know almost the time and it was too late to really get into some of that stuff yeah so yeah. if i had been focusing more less focus on those three disciplines and said okay if i lift if i do all this other stuff it's going to build the muscle and make it so that i'm not going to get injured as easy and also deal with other issues where i'm just like you know my brain of course you know not being a trainer i'm just like well if i just run bike and swim that's what i gotta do right i'll be good yeah i'll be good yeah. and and i mean i would have i would have been able to finish it if i didn't crash but at the same time it really made me step back and think okay what can i do to make this better next year and then it's like hey you know probably do the correct training yeah well and that's one of the things that i i try to remind people too about about the spartan race and obstacle course races is people get so focused on the obstacles because they don't want to have to do burpees, of course. And mm -hmm. so you're just training nonstop on, on obstacles. And then they forget like, Oh, I, I need to be running. Like there's, there's a lot of running in between. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's still a, a running trail race. And so many people get so focused and, and then they get out there and you're like, Oh yeah, no, I wasn't expecting all these Hills and running. And so I'm like, yeah, that's still a big part of it. So it's, and it's funny because that reminds me when I lost all the weight, went from like, you know, when I was 310 and then the first race I did at like 180, I remember that on one of the races because I ran constantly, but I didn't do the lifting. Yeah. So I was yeah, having yeah. issues with some of the obstacles and there was a guy that kept just tearing right to the obstacle and then he'd take off. And then all of a sudden, you know, two minutes later, I'm whizzing by Catch him, him. On, you know, yeah. on the trail. And then all of yeah. a sudden, you know, and it was just so funny. And he's like, how are you? And I'm like... <laughs> you've got the obstacles down. I've got the running down. We, we both missed one spot on this, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And it, it's definitely, it, it's, you gotta, you gotta exercise all of it. And a lot of us get to, you know, and I know it, I get hyper-focused on one thing, like, yeah. I gotta do this, yeah. you know, and you gotta look at the whole, the well, whole well-rounded big picture. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I know, I know you do a lot of training in Hawaii. You're, you're the main one. Every time I was in Hawaii, you got to train with, you know, got to go train with Jono. And it's, I'm unfortunately not been over there for any of the trainings. Every time I'm there, it's like, you know, I get there either right after or right before the training. So it's, what do you do? You know, we've talked a little bit about what you tell your, you know, your people when you're training them and stuff like that. But what do you suggest for most of getting ready for Spartan and all that kind of stuff It's kind of like we were talking about the most well-rounded do everything, not just focus on one discipline. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we try, well, one for number one, I do all the trainings outside. Um, mm-hmm. I try to people, I mean, get people, especially here in Hawaii, that the heat is, is one of the biggest factors and yes. humidity and just dehydration. So we don't do any of our trainings in a, in a air conditioned gym. It's all outside and where you're going to be exposed to the elements. And there's some days where it's, you know, hot sun is beaming down. And then there's other days where we're getting rained on and it's muddy and slippery. And that's, that's, the same thing you're going to get out on the course, you know, there's different, different terrain that you're going to have mm-hmm. to deal with. And so that's one of the biggest factors is just getting people outside and, and seeing how their body deals with that, um, the different elements. And then, yeah, just, we'll do some strength exercises first, whether that be kind of some lunges and, and pull-ups. And then, you know, usually I'll incorporate just uh, a full little circuit. So it might be like a little mini sprint. Uh, where we have this big park and there's there's a little hill and so we'll set up yeah bucket carries and sandbag carries and and then you do a a lap around the park with the hill and and so you're incorporating the the run side of it and then okay you get into a nice little rhythm on your run then all of a sudden boom you hit you know the a bear crawl and that throws Mm -hmm. off your whole entire rhythm getting into an awkward position on the ground or picking up the sandbag and having to do a strength uh, maneuver and then trying to get back into the run and that rhythm again after your heartbeat is just jacked up. And so it's just teaching people how to transition from that, that endurance side to a strength maneuver to, you know, getting down on the ground to, you know, things that we don't do as adults anymore. And so it's just, you know, learning all those things again. Definitely. And I mean, that's one thing I noticed when I first started doing it, because I got so used to when I was bigger and still doing the races, I just kind of, you know, moseyed my way through them, got through an obstacle, did it, moseyed my way through. And then when I lost all the weight, I'm like, I actually want to run competitive. Um, And when I did the first one, I can just remember, you know, not being ready for that sudden break where all of a sudden you're running, I was used to running, you know, half marathons, marathons, just straight through, no break. I had my breathing down. I knew how to do it. But then all of a sudden, now I got to stop and I got to lift an Atlas ball and carry it. Or I got to stop and I got to climb over something. And then all of a sudden, after I'm done with that, like you said, my heart rate's gone up and my breathing, trying to get my breathing back under control. And that was the hardest thing to do is getting used to that sudden run, then stop and do something difficult and then start running again. And that's where I started doing a lot of stuff like the battle mile stuff like that with my friend, Brian, where it was a lot of that, where it was a lot of run with something for a while and then stop and do push-ups or stop and do burpees. And, you know, um, we did one that, you know, it's the, the death race, which we won about, about Uh, not supposed to say the distance, but everyone knows it already, (laughs) but you run for a certain amount and then you stop every mile and do 10 push-ups, 10 burpees and like 10 squats and then start running again. So doing those started getting me back into that, remembering how to try and control the breathing because some people know and some don't, I have asthma. So if my breathing starts to go wacko, sometimes it's hard to get it back. It throws you off even more. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, that was one of the kind of throughout my running career i've always been into athletics and things but you know when i first started doing spartan and and researching more it was kind of learning one like the running mechanics on how to kind of 
get your body to be more efficient on the run. And then, and so that helped me progress a little bit more. And then it was kind of dialing in my nutrition. And so that I wasn't going to bonk on the, during the race. And so then I started figuring that out and then it came down to the breathing and getting that all under control is, is really what's helped me progress even more. And so it, now that's pushed me to, you know, I've, I've become a breath coach with oxygen advantage. And so I'm, it's really helped me understand like physiologically what's going on in the body to, so, you know, like, okay, my heart rate is super high. Like I just ran up a hill. My CO2 levels are, are jacked up. So I need to try and exhale a little bit harder, a little bit longer to off gas this CO2. And so just understanding what's going on and, um, with, with the body and the breathing has been huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that is always one of the tough ones. I still have issues with that because of like the asthma is really yeah. understanding the, the breathing, asthma. but I know that once I lose it, so I've had to learn really quickly how to get it back. And that's how to hardest. get it back. The hardest one has been doing triathlons because with a bike and with the run, I know exactly, I know how to do it. I know how to calm my body down and get the, the breathing back. Yep. When you're in the water, that's a whole Swim. other animal. Oh my God. Yeah. Whole nother. And when I did the Ironman, that's always been my base worry is the swim. And on this one, I had the, the, the mental, I guess, wherewithal to think about it. And I'm going and I was having problems for like the first probably 200 yards or so. And I was just, my breathing was wrong. I couldn't get it. And finally I'm like, I'm just going to swim over to a kayak yeah. because I have kayaks and I can, I just, I can't move forward with it, but I can stop for a minute and get a breath. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to stop for 30 seconds, get my breath back get it under control and then go. Yeah. And it was like yeah. for almost the, I would say it was probably a little far than 200. It's probably about the first like 500 yards. My, I was averaging like three minutes and 40 seconds per hundred meters. And then after I stopped, took the breathing for the next, all of a sudden I went down to like 210. Oh, perfect. Because yeah. all of a sudden I got the breathing under control. I could put my face in the water, do everything the way I needed to. And it's just getting that understanding of how to cool down and keep you, yep. yourself calm. And it gets different in different altitudes. That was like the first time I noticed oh, first yeah. time I went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii yeah. and that humidity just the destroyed heat. me. You're, you the know? heat already, your your heart rate is going to be, mm -hmm. you know, 20 beats higher just off of the heat alone. So, you know, that's going to send out your breathing even more. And so it's it's wild just to see how the different environments can affect you like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I found that the year that I did my best was last year. And I think it was because partly because we were there for a week and a half before I ran. Uh, Where normally I'm only there for like four days. I always try to make sure I'm there for a couple of days to try and acclimate. But yeah. really it takes your body, you know. I mean, it's one of those things I teach because I teach first aid and everything. And, you know, heat, exhaustion. It takes two weeks for a body to get acclimated. Yeah. To, to yeah. weather. So, I mean, I think that's what it was. It was a week and a half. So I was more acclimated. To the heat, you know, and I was running every day. I was in Hawaii la the last time I yeah, ran yeah. a 5K every single day. I was there up before the race just to keep my get my body used to that running and acclimated to it. You know, I was going and I was in my uh, Maui for the first week, so had beautiful beach right next to our oh, condo. Perfect. And I yeah. would just go run along the beach for you know a 5K every day just to get you know get myself acclimated. So all of a sudden when it came to run, I wasn't like where this year, I still did fine this year, but it was still just all of a sudden it was like, I could tell that he was getting to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and that, I mean, I just got back from uh, Greece for the mm-hmm. trifecta world championships. And yeah, I went out there two weeks ahead of time, just because I know I'm like one Sparta and Hawaii is a 12 hour difference. It's literally yeah. like night versus day. So I knew that the jet lag and the travel was just going to take it out of me. So I wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to get there two weeks ahead of time. We're just going to, we had a killer Airbnb right in Kalamata on the beach. And I was able just to relax. We we're getting in some runs in the mountains, some swims in the ocean and just fully let myself kind of acclimate to, to that client that uh, climate and that environment and yeah people are always like why didn't you you know go do the race first and then she could celebrate and and party after but I was like no I mean I wanted to this was a, an important event so I wanted to make sure I was there ahead of time and and make sure the body was ready uh, yeah and I've seen many athletes go to like a race like that where it's out of away from where they are they don't go early enough. They're not acclimated yeah. and they just get destroyed, you know? Yeah. And where that's yeah. one of those things where you're, you're smart, get there two weeks ahead, get your body acclimated, get everything going, you know, and all that. So, yeah. so before we yeah. talk Greece, I wanted to talk Hawaii. So tell me how Hawaii went. So I was there for part of it, but. For as far as how I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, First day of the beasts, I mean, it, it was, it's hot, as you know. Um, yes. And so we, one of the guys that I, I train, I help train with, and, and he's just a, a badass up and coming guy, Cole Raven, who um, was me and, uh, uh, oh man, now I'm going to forget his name. Another guy from California that was uh, uh, in first place. And, mm-hmm it was kind of all of us three and, and I actually run a little hot. So the, the humidity and things always affects me more. So but I was doing well up until about mile 10 and it just started to really drag me down a lot. And Cole was just a machine and just he passed me on the, on the sled drag and never looked back. And, um, and then that knocked me down to third place for that. And then right at the end, if you remember, the Hercoist was the last obstacle, and mm-hmm. it was just brutal here in Hawaii. They they said the sandbag. I mean, the weights were all the same as normal, but I don't know if they were. Yeah, they seem <laughs> a little heavier. heavier, a little heavier, and being that salt water likes to rust everything, I think the pulleys were were pretty pretty rusted and not quite rolling as as well they should have so that that made it extra difficult but luckily enough i'm a pretty big guy and i um was able to to get it up no problem and where the other guy he i he struggled and wasn't able to to finish and had to do burpees and so i was able to jump ahead of him right at the very end for that and um so i was able to pull off the second for for the beast Mm -hmm. uh which i was i was happy about and then, um, yeah, for the super the next day, it was basically the same thing happened. Cole wasn't in it, um, but it was me and me and the other guy. And basically the same kind of thing. He's an excellent trail runner. And he was in first place all the way up until the very end. And he had a pretty good, pretty good little lead on me, I think. He did. A couple minutes at least. 
and I came over the um, cargo net and I heard the announcer right then saying, oh, like first place male elite uh, just heading to the burpee pit for the for the herc hoist. And so that just fired me up. And so I scurried over the last couple of obstacles, like just charged through, was able to get up, get the herc hoist up and uh, and and take the lead right at the very end, which was it was really exciting it was because like i said that's the one i caught i was in the festival and we were watching and we're like oh hey there's you know there's john he's in second and about the time you heard it we you know of course heard it from the announcer too he just failed the you know he he failed the the herc hoist hoist, you know he's going to the burpee pit and then all of a sudden i swear you found like a whole new gear because you would just go on it was like all of a sudden you heard it it was just like all of a sudden the, the you know the turbo kicked in and you would just go on yeah. and going yeah. and I, I swear it was like two poles you you just whipped that hurt voice <laughs> out there like holy i've never seen anyone do it that quick you know but i mean it was just it was a great finish i mean i think i have i think i have it on my phone somewhere i videoed it of you coming in i was like this is awesome so i mean oh, it, was so it, was, great. it was awesome yeah and i mean that's the, the great thing about this sport mm-hmm. is like you know you you can still have there's other little variables that come into play and you know you can never give up until you cross that finish line because something like that can happen at the very end and mm-hmm. change the entire ball game so yeah. it's always just kind of in the back of my head like okay you know keep pushing keep pushing like don't don't back off because you never know what's going to happen yeah, you never do in that. And it's so cool to watch that. I mean, I've seen it at a couple other events, but never one like that. That was just so like, I mean, not to sound, but most of us thought, okay, well, he's going to take second. That's really yeah. good. But then all of a sudden, yeah. the second he said that, it was just like, even us, we watched you like hit it in the high gear and we're like, he could do this. He can beat it, <laughs> you know? So and we're all running over to the finish line. Like, we got to see it. No, yeah, oh man, yeah. no, it was exciting. Just having having you guys there too made it made it extra special and just yeah. Oh yeah, the, it was the, awesome. The Ohana, the excitement and the energy. Yeah, it was it was oh, special. Because yeah. we were all just about ready to go out and all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, no, tunnel's yeah. coming in. We gotta see this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. awesome. So yeah. congrats on that one. That one was awesome. So and then you you went to Greece and how'd that go? which I've heard Greece is just amazing. It's a whole different event. Oh, I mean, just the energy of just the international, all the, all the competitors from all over Europe. And then just being that it's a championship and just, you know, a little extra, extra pressure on the line and, and the, the excitement in the air is just one that can't be described unless you, you got to go. And the, being in Sparta too, and just we're right there at the Leonidas statue. You just they have the parade of nations going through, and and so you just I get goosebumps just kind of thinking about it again, just because it was so so cool and special, and just seeing the the olive trees all around mm-hmm. you and the ancient uh, ruins that are still there, and you get to pass through those, and then the just gorgeous mountains so it was it was really cool no i definitely yeah. want to go i, I so gotta go i've got to go renew my my passport oh, you so. got to you got definitely to need to and then yeah. just <clears throat> i mean it was really cool i think because I've, I've done the championship in in tahoe mm-hmm. 
uh, past three or four years it's been there and it was only you know that single the beast race was that yeah. was the the race so just being with the trifecta i think it was really much more of a, a true championship with three days of racing and so you know the sprint first day super second and then finishing with the beast i mean you really had to kind of strategize a little bit more and and kind of then go into that recovery aspect and really make sure the body's good following the first day second day so that you can finish with the longest toughest course the last day so I mean, yeah. it, it really was um i think made all the competitors just have to really dial in what they were doing and see i think that would be the hardest part because i'm so used to doing you do the beats first yeah and then it's over yeah. with you're done and it's like okay yeah. the hardest one's done and it's yeah. so easy to trick your brain and i think well tomorrow's easy it's just you know two shorties yeah. yeah when really it's almost the same distance as you did the day before it's just a little shorter yeah but you know yeah and it's just two races so yeah it's it's quite interesting so i think it'd be interesting to get that you know first day and then the next day you do a super and then it's like okay now you've done the short ones and now you've got to do the long race yeah now you gotta get out there and and really see what your legs are still capable of after already doing you know and of course because it's a championship and how spartan does i mean it's they they claim it's a 5k but that the sprint ended up being five miles yeah the first day and then the super was eight miles and so yeah you've already done you know 13 miles there the first couple of days and then the beast ended up being 16 miles so yeah you're like okay this is let's throw on a little bit more just extra pain which doesn't surprise me i mean it's this yeah. part and i mean before they started you know it's like i was looking at uh someone noticed because i still have an old beast hoodie that i wear all the time and someone noticed on it they're like why does it say 13 plus on the back i'm like because that's what it used to be a beast was yeah it was 13 plus I'm like, I think the longest one I ever did was the Montana Beast, the very first one I ever, Spartan I ever did. I think there's arguments on whether it was 21 or 23 miles. Oh, jeez. Yeah. On a beast because it was, a, it, was, <laughs> it was a founder's race, which I had no idea what that even meant until, you know, and I didn't even realize until like the next year when someone showed me their beast medal from 2015. I'm like, I don't have that one. The yeah. one I have has little spears coming off of it. And they're like, what? Because it was some random founders race, so they made it like ten times as hard. Oh, and I'm like, that's yeah. where I started. So, yeah. I, first words to my wife when I finished the first beast was, "This is stupid, and I'm never doing it again." I'm never doing it again. <laughs> um, this was stupid, you know. And now, what, sixty something later that I've done, I think, yeah, I think the last time I looked, I'm at like sixty one or two. Nice Spartan races, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that didn't yeah. happen. And I'm addicted. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> well, we'd volunteered the day before, so we had free races. I had to use them, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well. So, yeah. So how else was Spartan? I mean, what the Sparta race, I keep hearing, you know, I mean, it, was there extra obstacles? Was it different? I mean, how did they, I mean, besides uh, just the yeah, atmosphere I mean, of being in Sparta, I mean, that sounds amazing in itself. They had a few obstacles that, that I've never done before. And I think that was from talking with people, that's just more the, the European influence on it. Um, but a couple balancing obstacles, so balance beam that kind of went up and then there was a plateau, but um, that was tough. I mean, just muddy, slippery shoes and trying to, to get up an incline already. Uh, so that one 
I, I wasn't able to, to do that one. Unfortunately, we just slipped off and not used to doing balancing obstacles. Um, and then another balance was slack line. So again, just slippery, muddy shoes and just getting little wobbles going on. And I'm not a small person, six, four, I'm like, you know, 190 pounds. So just it, that one was, that one was tough. Um, and then they had some, some chains that were probably about five feet long. And then the, the links were, I don't know, six, eight inches and, you know, probably, you know, two inches around. So 150 pounds. And then, you know, carrying that, uh, I think a uh, almost quarter mile. So it was a, that for the beast, we had a log carry to the chains, carry the chains quarter mile, pick up your log again, and then take it back to the original spot where you picked up your log. So it was just, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of heavy carries more so than they, they still had the standard sandbag and bucket carry, mm -hmm. um, but then throwing in the chains and log carry. And then another just marble cinder block that was supposedly from a column, uh, an old column that they'd taken down. So sharp edges, you know, 40 pound block just sitting on your shoulders. So that made it extra fun as well. So. See, and it always seems like with Spartan, whenever they're like, hey, we're going to make this a little bit longer. It's always like, hey, let's throw some more heavy lift stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like the first one I did, uh, there's obstacles that I saw in that one I've never seen again. Like there yeah. was a, a a drag where we you drug a, a cinder block. There was actually a team tire flip. Oh, it was this huge tire, and it took at least massive. three of you to get it. It was just massive. Yeah. They had a a log carry where you had to carry the log through a swamp, the way you were yeah. in water like up you know chest high, carrying oh, the log. Geez. Yeah. Well, so for in Sparta they had the atlas carries typical standard atlas carry mm -hmm. but it was in the river so the river was maybe you know calf high at points probably knee high so you're picking it up already wet slippery and then trying to cross go through a river with stones in it and mud where you're you can't see underneath where your footing is people so people were tripping and that dropping throws the balance off, of course, yeah. dropping it. And then, so that made it, that made it extra fun too. <laughs> Sounds like they try to make it, you know, which, I mean, that's one of the things I love. It's kind of one of the things I've talked to people before is, I mean, sometimes I think that's why we sometimes look out at other races because, I mean, we do the same obstacles over and over again and we're like, okay, what's yeah. next? Yeah. You know, what can I do now? So it's kind of fun to see other ones. Like I did Tough Mudder recently, you know, and I did the infinite where you just keep doing laps. And yeah. it was a blast, you know, oh, but yeah. I saw a bunch of obstacles I'd never seen before. Cause even ones at Tough Mudder, new ones they'd added for Tough Mudder that I was like, this is fun. You yeah. know, yeah, I was yeah. soaked. I was wet. I was so cold, but I was having so much fun. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. And hopefully, you know, that thing that's been one of the big arguments is Spartan needs to, you know, renew some of their obstacles you know, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, what you're, you're getting yourself into, mm -hmm. but then they're always going to throw in a, a different variable, whether it be, you know, in, in Greece, they had 
standard bear crawl, but it was again through the river. So your barbed wire crawl going through the river with you know the water kind of above your shoulders and rocks and so it's yeah it's the same obstacle but i think they always do well at throwing in some extra pain in there <laughs> they do in a lot of cases so they, they do they yeah. got great race directors that you know yeah and guys that set those up that do a great job but i do agree with a lot of people in some ways that they need to update a little bit but at the same time yeah. they're also just trying to uniform it so yeah, to make exactly. it so it's that's also why we made it they're supposed to be making it so it's a specific distances and all that but yeah but yep. when you're in sparta you gotta add extras you got it oh yeah i mean it's I a mean, championship it's, you gotta yeah. you gotta make it as difficult as possible okay so so and yeah. how'd you do on it uh so the first day i mean it was the sprint and i was just kind of feeling like okay i don't know how I haven't raced against a lot of the the European guys before. So I was just kind of feeling it out and, and seeing where I was going to stand and thinking, okay, like kind of strategizing because since it's a cumulative time for the, the championship um, over all three distances, so mm -hmm. like, okay, this, the sprint's not too big of a deal. If, if I come in, you know, third or something, but I'm only you know, 30 seconds behind, I can make that up. Um, but I, the body felt great and I, I was feeling good. And so I, I charged out and, and did ended up doing really well. I mean, finished first and with, uh, I think I had about, oh no, that first day I only had a 32nd or so lead on a guy, um, from Switzerland, John Luke is his name. And, and then a third place guy came in, I think another minute and a half or so behind him so that gave me a nice little kind of buffer at least on third place going into the super mm -hmm. um and then i was thinking the same thing okay like super i'm just gonna see how the body feels i kind of know at least part of the course now uh that's when i first experienced the the balance beam was on on the super when they added that in and so unfortunately failed that one and they had a no uh, penalty loop burpee or penalty loop on that one, but it was with the chains. So that made it extra, extra spicy. Um, but with that, I still was able to pull off first place again. So stoked about that. And I think there I was able to get another couple minutes on, on the guy from Switzerland. And then the third place guy was uh, from Germany. His name is uh, Chris Lemke. Um, both like the guy, Chris, he was just out here in Hawaii for the Ironman. So just this back mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So I knew he had the endurance to be able to go and go and go and um, found out that he was talking to me later and that he has that endurance, but kind of struggled with some of the strength obstacles. So kind of comes back, like you have to be well-rounded. And yeah. he was like, the Atlas stone, the Atlas carry just crushed him. So he was, he fell pretty, pretty far behind after that. Um, so yeah, so going into the beast on the last day, I think I had two and a half minute lead on um, second place, Jean-Luc from Switzerland, and then a three and a half minute lead on um, Chris from Germany. And so that, that was a nice little, little buffer, but I mean, you know, with a beast, it can be, that yeah. means nothing. Two and a half minutes is is nothing. So, I mean, 
fail one obstacle or anything. And that's, that's, that lead is gone. Um, so I knew I had to at least kind of be right there with them at that point. And, um, yeah, was able to me, all three of us were going back and forth the entire race. Uh, uh, Jean-Luc was passing us, uh, in the beginning. And then we were able to, me and uh, Chris from Germany was passing them. And then Chris ended up passing me on the, on the balance beam. Again, he was able to get it. And so I had to do the penalty loop with the chains. And so that set me back a little bit. And I was also thinking that it was, might've been only, you know, 13 or 14 miles. That's what they were saying. It was a 22 K. And so by the, by the time we hit 13 miles and I knew I still had three miles to go, I, my body started to kind of feel in it and I, I didn't have enough, enough fuel, which is definitely a, a rookie mistake, but I was kind of planning on only 14 miles. And so I, I had to walk a few sections and, um, Chris overtook me at that point and he was in, in the lead. And then, so we were going into the Z wall and it had been just dumping rain the night before the course was super muddy and slippery and so going into z wall both he and i failed z wall slipped off that so we were doing burpees in the pit there and uh jean-luc came through and he he got it so he jumped ahead of both of us at that point and it was funny i was remember doing burpees and i saw him just run right in front of me and kind of look over and give me the little smirk like yeah who's who's in first now kind of thing and it, it was just a fun little kind of competitive mm -hmm. smile um but i was able to get out of the burpee pit before chris and um the last the last kind of gauntlet they go through the streets of spartans so you're going down one end of the street you got rope climb and monkey bars and then you come back up the same street so you can pass by people so as i was going down um, Jean-Luc was already coming back up. So I was, you know, 30 or so seconds behind him was able to get through that pretty quick. And, um, me and him both entered the last multi-rig, the last obstacle before the fire jump, um, both entered right at the same time. And my grip was already just trashed and they had extended the multi-rig basically double what it was the the two previous days so both he and i failed the um the last multi-rig and straight to the burpee pit and luckily enough i had a crew of of people cheering me on and i was able to knock out the burpees um quicker than he was and get across right at the same so it was kind of that same thing just that last minute push like you know you're, you know, it's first or second place podium spot right there. Like how mm -hmm. far can you push yourself? Um, and so I was able to get across before him and, and finish first place. But turns out that because the, our age group is so large, they had split us up into two separate heats. And so I thought I'd finished in first, um, but there was another American Demir, who he comes out and races in Hawaii all the time. Mm -hmm. He does, he's usually does a lot of the ultras. Um, so 
he had actually just crushed the beast course. I mean, being an ultra runner, he was like 16 miles is nothing. So he was just kind of warming up. And so he ended up beating me by seven minutes on the, for that last beast course. So just, yeah, um, just crushed it. But luckily enough, I had done well on the first two days and had, you know, I think a nine or so minute lead on him going into the beast. And so he, he was in, I think, sixth place or so going into the beast, but jumped up to third place um, with that, with that finish in the beast and was able to basically kind of knock off Chris from the podium and, uh, and take the third place spot, which was huge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you held like, first. I, yeah, held first for the, for the championship. Yeah. So this would be, um, yeah, the third, third championship I've won now. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was a exciting weekend. Sounds like it. I mean, that sounds like it's one of those ones I've never been that competitive enough in it to be up at that level. I want to get there eventually, like in my age group or whatever, to get up to that level. But my problem is I think I'm in your age group, so I'm screwed. But um, <laughs> so, I'm either in your age group or the one right above you. So I was trying hey, to get how old are you? 41. Okay, yeah. So I'm right above you. So I'm in the 45. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So which this is my first year in the 45 year old because I'm actually not 45 yet, but I will be in like three weeks. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So I'm 45 because I go by your age at the end of the year. Yeah. 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 So it's so yeah. funny. I'm always like one year older than I really am on race because I actually, my birthday is in December, but they go by your end of the year birthday. Yeah. What, yeah, you, yeah. what age you will be. So, yeah. Well, yeah. You got to start taking out those, uh, 45 year olds now yeah i I gotta push like i said next year my big push is going to be like i said i'm working on strength and a lot of that other stuff because i want to i really want to crush the iron man next year i don't even it's not one of those ones i don't want to just finish it i want to crush it yeah you know yeah yeah And, and that's my my big push though and i haven't decided if i want to i might go like a month earlier or two months earlier and do another one do one in oregon rather than the seattle one because just to kind of destroy the mental block that I probably have right now. Yeah. I've only DNF'd, I've DNF'd three triathlons so far. And all of them have been in the same leg. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So and they've all been for different reasons, but they've all been in the same length. So it's kind of in the same lake. So I'm like, I feel like it's the lake I grew up swimming in. So I'm like, I yeah, feel like yeah. it's a cursed lake for me at this point. So uh, I feel like I yeah, a lot of it I'm I'm gonna be putting out a um master class here soon i, I just mm-hmm. got done filming it a few weeks ago but it's all about like breathing mechanics and and how to do better breathing for performance but one of the one of the kind of modules is is mental toughness and how to kind of get over those those obstacles that are in your head and and just getting past those things that negative self-talk yeah. that a lot of people have and that just that that image that you you think you can't do it and it might just be because of one little thing but you know, it's just, okay, like, how do I get past that? What do I got to do? And, and just get out and, and getting it done. And like, so that's kind of where I thought maybe just to get the Iron Man, like get that monkey off my back and yeah. say, I earned the Iron Man. Now it's just, it's just another Iron Man. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I go do the one in Seattle again, it's just another Iron Man. It's not, exactly. you know, yeah. And yeah. I think, think, you know, I've got that mental and I mean, 
each one has been like the first one that I DNF'd was because I had the wrong bike and I didn't train. I mean, it was one of those. I decided that first Ironman that I did, I, I had two weeks, two months of training. I yeah. tried a triathlon, did a swim and said, I can do an Ironman. Why not? And then basically said, hey, who wants to teach me how to swim? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it was not good in all aspects. And that was my own fault. The second one, I actually had someone swim over me. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, and when they did, and pushing me underwater, and punched in. Yeah. Destroyed my breathing. And I was never able, like, when I came out of the water, they yeah. were, like, wanted to call an ambulance because I was breathing so bad. And oh, I'm looking no. at my wife, yeah. like, give me my inhaler. And she's like, you've never looked at me like that and asked for an inhaler. She's like, I was scared, but. I handed, she handed me the inhaler and she expected me to be like, okay, I'm done. And I'm like, no, I grabbed the inhaler, ran to the bike and started let's to like, go. Yeah. like, let's go. But I, because of the breathing, I was so far behind. I just couldn't catch up. And yeah. then, yeah, you yeah. know, this last one I wrecked. So it's always been something different. So, but I figured if I get that training down to enough, that wreck, I would have been able to get past that wreck with it if I had had the training right. Well, a lot of it too. I mean, it's just experience and kind mm -hmm. of knowing what can happen and the more and more times you, you do these races the more experience you build and and as I, I talk about like you're always just <clears throat> your your adaptation is at a certain level and you, you know by doing a race and and getting that experience that that level moves up a little bit and so each time you're out there you're like okay well this happened last time I know what to do in this point now and so it's just yeah. getting better and better yeah. And that's kind of how I'm working with the Ironman. Like this will be, you know, yeah. I'm going to do it again. This will be my third attempt at an Ironman, but I've done an Olympic, I've done multiple Olympic distance triathlons. I've done multiple sprints and built up that knowledge of, okay, this is what I know what to do. You know, if this happens with the bike, I have all this stuff to change the tire in the back now, but I made sure it was minimal because yeah. I think my biggest problem was I was so worried about things happening wrong with the bike. I probably had like a pack with like 20 pounds in it of crap. The first yeah. time I did the Ironman, so I could fix it if the bike broke because I was so freaked about it. Now it's like it all fits in a little like two pound <laughs> thing because I'm like that 20 pounds probably, you know, just was killing my back by oh, a yeah. 54 mile yeah. bike ride. I'm like, no. So, you yeah. know, I'm just getting used to what kind of things like if this happens, how much of this stuff do I really need? Yeah, or can exactly. I get a kit that's small enough that I can fix all this if I need to, you know? So yeah, I can fix most things. That's one thing I was happy about. I was able to fix because I, when I wrecked, I bent the seat. I did all. I had to redo the seat. But what I missed was the back brake. Yeah, uh, the back brake was rubbing, and I didn't realize uh, it until after the race. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just dialing all that stuff in. I mean, mm -hmm. when I first started racing, I can look back and and see pictures of when. Yeah, you know, I, I would carry a, a full hydration vest with, you know, all all the everything in the back and and then I just started kind of experimenting and, and watching some of the other elites and like, okay, no, I need to carry as little as possible and and really just narrow it down to the necessities. And so yeah, now I just have a little hydration waste pack and, and that's it, just to help keep you as as slim and and maneuver like moving as best as most efficient as possible so yeah and, and yeah. you learn that as you do more just how much yeah. you need like yep. you know i usually i have a bigger pack than I, I probably need for the spartans but i don't fill it anymore but yeah. it's the pack i'm used to carrying but i have a lot less in it before what was like jam packed now there's yeah, like yeah. three or four things in it and i could probably go with a pack that's like a quarter the size but you know no. yeah, but then when I, 
stick yeah. with what you're comfortable with also. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I've done other races, like the first time I did one of the, the marathons I've done in Seattle a couple of times, which is this great downhill one. I carried a pack, had all this stuff. And, but there was every three miles, they had a, a water station. Yeah. 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 So when I went go back to so, do it the next time, I'm like, I had a little fanny pack with like some protein pucks in it so I could eat and yeah. have nutrition along the way. But I'm like, I didn't bring any water. I don't need to I carry knew. the water. Yeah. yeah. So I knew yeah. I didn't need to carry it. So it's just like you learn, you know, and you, you, yep. you especially doing it a couple of times. So I know what's going to be on the Ironman next time. I know what I need. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I know what I need to put into. Like I got a little, you know, thing they call it the, you know, uh, I can't remember if basically the dash, whatever. It's a little uh, glove box that sits on the top bar. Oh, perfect. And that's where I'll put a couple of snacks and I'll put a couple of pickle juices and some other stuff to help me with the cramping. And other than that, I have my water in the, you know, two little things. That's it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I'll yeah. throw like a one, one of my small hydro, hydro packs that I can grab when I, you know, finish the, you know, finish the bike. When I go to run, I can just grab that small hydro just pack. Just grab and go. and go. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, same thing with the spy race. I tell people, it's just like, get out on the trails, like try different things, try everything. And so you can kind of dial that in, not just. Yeah show up on race day i'm like oh yeah i'm just gonna throw it all on and just see what happens but yeah it's you gotta you know, just get out there and you do. test it out and when you're training you gotta test it out too i have yeah. people all the time like race days this weekend what should i bring for nutrition nothing you've <laughs> never eaten before. make sure you've eaten it before yeah you know? yeah because i've done that where i'm like oh let's try this new thing and then halfway through the race i'm like oh please tell them the porta potties are open i, I gotta find a i gotta find a bush yeah, I'm going to find a bush and a big leaf because this is going to be bad. <laughs> Whatever they gave me, this did not go well. Uh, I, I've done well, in that. Hawaii, there's, in Hawaii, there's cow pies everywhere. Then, yeah, so no one they, would know. No, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I've had a couple of those where it's just like all of a sudden your stomach's just like, oh, yeah. And so it's like anything, if I've never eaten it before while I'm running, I'm not trying it on race day. Yeah, no, definitely no. not. Yeah. No, no man, I, I have no... I've no doubts that you'll you'll be out there and you're gonna crush it at the next one. So you know, no, gonna be I, I've I I know you now, like and been great just kind of seeing you progress over the years. And so I've I've no doubt you'll you'll be awesome. No, it's gonna be good. So, it's gonna be good. It's gonna like I said, I've got a little bit of I, I needed the break just to let my body go. And I it drives yeah. me nuts because I just I'm seeing every pound that my body's put on while I'm doing this, and I'm just like, it'll be fine because it's just i need this time to let my knees heal my body heal i'm not as young as i used to be and then you know everything you know i'm already working on it going back to the diet working on the diet because yep. you know after all the trips to hawaii and texas and everything else my diet went to, to horrible so I'm, i've yeah. got the diet back under control now it's to you know get the the running under control i think i'm going to start it on really start pushing again on uh, december 3rd i'm doing the the, the pretty mike challenge again so nice no which is one that we we started last year which is just stupid but <laughs> you, you start with 100 pounds of weight uh-huh and you run and every okay. quarter mile you drop 10 pounds okay until like it's gone that. and then you finish with uh i think it's the last half mile because you run a full 5k the last yeah. half mile you're running with nothing what are you using as the are like 10 pound weights or Usually what I have, cause I have the best and I have a sandbag. Okay. So I'll take the sandbag and instead of, cause I have two different vests. 
and I'll take one of the vests that holds 40 pounds and has like 10 pound weights that I can pull out of it. You can just and pull then, out. Yeah. And then they'll fill the vest with, or the, the sandbag with the other weights that I can just pull 10 pounds at a time. Or sometimes it's like, cause last time I did it, I used my rock too, which had a 20 pound plate in it. Yeah, and yeah. the last, I just didn't pull 10 pounds out the last time and just did an extra 10 for the last yeah. quarter mile. I'm like, whatever. I just had 20 miles for a half a mile, 20 pounds for half a mile. And then took, just took it off and ran the last. Oh, dude, I like that. I'm, I yeah. may have to join you. I may have yeah, December 3rd. December 3rd, we're going to, a couple of us are going to do it up here. And then I, I think we, I posted it. I'll, I'll send you the link on it or whatever. It's not, there's yeah. no metal, no nothing. We're just doing it for fun. It's a fun no, challenge. That's good. So, that, that's, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. Count me well, in. My birthday is December 2nd. So okay. the, the next day we're going to do it for my birthday. So, cause I'm, that's what I do for my birthday now, apparently run and do really weird challenges. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right yeah. All no, right. Be good. Well, we, we were hitting about the hour mark where Don starts yelling if I go past that. So um, anything you want to say to the listeners before we, we go or. Um, no, yeah. I think, Thank you for having me on. And um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be putting out a little masterclass uh, here soon. And so that'll be um, on my website, Malcolm McKay Fitness, um, where it's, yeah, we cover all about breathing mechanics and breathing for better performance and better sleep and anxiety. And, um, and then, yeah, mental toughness and how to kind of build your, your pain tolerance and, so it'll be a, it'll be a good little course. And then, yeah, I also offer any, any sort of training for any Spartan racers out there that need a little extra, extra advice and tips. So reach on out anytime. Right on. Send me the links to those. I'll put them on the, when we share the episode so people can get to your, get and find you. So beautiful. Sounds Perfect. good. All right. Well, thank you. And Always thank good you to coming. talk to you, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.